Welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast, where I get a chance to talk to people about their thoughts, their journeys, and have a little fun and hopefully learn something about ourselves along the way. So please click like, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment, and thank you so much for listening. It truly means a lot to me. Have a great day, and remember, every thought does matter. Today's Every Thought Matters podcast features Ashley Rivard. Ashley is a certified suicide crisis counselor, among many other hats she wears. I love talking to her about her journey and what really makes her tick. She's a deeply thoughtful and smart woman, yet keeps her thirst for knowledge on at all times. It was a wonderful conversation, and I hope you enjoy it, too. Thank you for listening. Well, hello, everyone, my listeners. I'm with Ashley Rivard. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Great. It's wonderful to have you, and it's great to see you. And I know my listeners can't see you. I can. I <laughs> met you a couple times in my during my stay in LA, and it was wonderful. So, how are you? Tell me about what's going on right now. Um, I am very well. I am just actually living now in Paris for a short time, perhaps longer, um, most likely longer than I anticipated. And um, yeah, everything, I mean, is new because I moved. <laughs> yeah, that is fascinating. I know you from my show, your shorts uh, screening where I spoke, uh, my friend Alara and, and you are really good friends and you guys used to do some videos on Instagram and I screened a couple of those and that whole therapy and a car thing is just, I don't know, if you I just t totally recommend that to anybody. Just go back and scroll through some of those. Those are so good. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, I, I think you're very talented and you're a good writer and you know how to put together cute little stories that make us laugh, but also make us think. So mm -hmm. that's not easy to do. So what is your background? I have known nothing about you. I don't know if you went to college. What's the scoop? Yeah, I did go to college. I have a degree in theater, actually. Very nice. Um, and I went to, I mean, when I was younger, I always wanted to be an actress. And then I, as I got older and older, and then I went to a two-year acting school. Um, I, went, I started college right out of high school, and then I stopped it and went to an acting school for two years. And then I, it was eating at me to finish my degree. So I went back, but then I started working in the industry all in all different aspects, because I realized like I didn't want to just be an actress. I wanted to understand how to put things together. So I basically worked, you know, in producing with producers and writers, and, you know, casting, all of that. So I had a little bit of it all. And then I started to realize, oh, wait, I don't like to wait around. So I started just writing um, little sketches because that's all I could do. And then, you know, we have a phone. So I just was like, okay, well, let me shoot this. And then I taught myself, you know, edit all of it. Um, so that is that, but also I have such a passion for the psyche um, therapy. I mean, I've gone to a lot of therapy. I think I have a pretty deep understanding of myself. So then that makes me um, flip it and like, you know, just the human, the absurdity of the human being, right. I'm always looking right. at and um, my mind, for some reason, I'll see anything dark or serious and it just turns into like a comedy in my brain or like I can see the humor in it. And um, 
so that's just kind of how I, I am. And then I started really shifting a little bit more when I, um, I started volunteering for uh, the suicide crisis line in Los Angeles about three years ago. And from that and talking with so many people who were in, you know, despair, um, I was like, oh, I want to write and tell stories about, you know, uh, not not so much suicide and suffering. It could be suffering, but more so the long is like, yeah, show, let's show everything that encompasses a human being and then like more solutions, right? Or like, I even think it's a solution if we're just talking about it, you know, because it's freeing. And I know this, like, um, I, 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 I just know it because I've seen the results of talking with people so much, right? So, right. Um, and that's why I have my podcast too. Yes. And that's why I started that. Cause I was like, okay, well, if suicide is the last result of everything, what gets somebody to this moment? Right. So I started mm-hmm. working it backwards and um, writing about all the stories I've heard on the suicide line. So that's it. That's it. And yeah, I like your, I like your podcast. I've listened to a couple of them and the one that really, just did it for me was the uh you had a a former cia analyst Mm. on that just blew me away that one was daryl i don't know how i don't know where you get your guests but that one was for me a marquee one because i i grew up reading spy novels that was my Mm. my escape from the real world was reading in sports and spy novels were where it was at for me. So hearing that podcast just opened my eyes to everything that I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And and I just thought that was great. And then I loved some of the other episodes, like you do dive into how our mind works, which I love. And you've been fascinated by that. But even as an actor, we need to know how that works. So it kind of seems like you married those two. I guess, not even like consciously. <laughs> Right. Um, it just started to kind of like, so like when I was just doing the struggle I have ju- though, is like, I can be very serious and have intellectual conversations, but then I have this other side of me and then people started kind of being like, well, you got to pick one. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like that's, what's killing. Like that started killing my soul. And then I was thinking about, this is the issue with like, like, people think they just need to express one part of themselves and we are so multifaceted. And so it's like, wait, maybe that's another reason why we suffer because if we're just trying to, you know, be the accountant or be the the husband or be the wife or be, you know, just mm-hmm. the comedian and you're not showing all these other things to me, I'm like, it, it, it has to be all, I, I, it has to be all one. So, um, yeah, I just, it, when I started to focus a lot on my podcast, then I would feel a little depressed and I'm like, well, what's missing here? And I was like, oh, I'm not expressing that other part of me. And so it's just this constant, like, like teeter totter of like, how do I, you know, balance, but I'm a Libra too. So my scale, you know, you know, the astrology, right? No, well, not as well as most people do. Somebody goes, well, I'm a, well, I know that I'm a Scorpio and I know kind of what that means. But if somebody says I'm a Virgo, I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know all the signs. A Libra is just like balance. They have to be balanced. They can't be like, 
yeah, they can't just like have a career without a relationship or they can't just have a thrive like they, and then, so for me that like, it just shows up in everything of like, um, within myself, right? Like, I can't just choose one side of me. Like that's not who I am. Well, from a psychological standpoint, I think that's a great thing for all of us, regardless of what sign we are. We, we have to recognize we have all these things and, one of the most beautiful things about life and talking with people, especially on my podcast, is I find that humans are mirrors. You're, you can mirror back something back to me and you're just mirroring back like, Kelly, you got all these fa- great facets to you. And that's great because I love seeing that your podcast is kind of serious, which I like, but your you know, videos that you did on Instagram are really hilarious, but yet they drive home a point, which is really good. And so you do do that balance really well. And how long did it take you to find and see that? Um, I, I think like, well, I think as an artist too, you're always walking the line of severe self-doubt and, yes. um, and knowing this, right? So I, I, I go back and forth all the time of like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And then wow, this is shit. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and questioning it all. So I don't know if I've, I couldn't be like, oh, I've arrived at that balance. But I do think I'm more comfortable within myself now where I can see like, I think it's just, I think it was more, it's like an onion. That's like the vision I'm getting of like, just constantly like, you know, like I had to do this and then I go here and then I go here and then like going back and forth until I could get it within myself to like be okay with that, if that makes sense. But I consciously wasn't, I consciously was never like, and then I'm going to do this podcast to do the serious. This just like, I have these ideas and I don't know why. And I just follow my ideas for the most part. But with that, following it, there's always massive self-doubt. And d- d- trust me, it's not easy for me. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I'm so difficult within myself where I'm like, oh, my God. And the amount of people I have to talk to to get to a decision is horrible. That's, a, that's another Libra thing. Can't make a fucking decision. Sorry, can I cuss? <laughs> yes, you can cuss. Um, and it's like, even though I'm like, can be an extreme doer, it's like, painful it's painful for people around me too probably because and then I've been a perfectionist (laughs) so you crowdsource your ideas your crowdsource solutions that's what I call it for myself because I tend to do that too I tend to go and ask a bunch of opinions and then I'll make the decision and own it but I also I have to for some reason I have to go and talk to everybody before I make a decision anymore I would say yeah I have but that's when it's because I, I still don't trust myself. To me, that's like yeah. a distrust of self. And there's certain decisions okay. where I don't have to, but like to even come to Paris, I had to talk to everyone about it. And I, it wasn't even, what do you think? But when I look back at it, I remember thinking and the way I just would talk about it, there was like this undertone of a question of, do you think it's a good idea? And then mm-hmm. I started getting like, you know, most of the feedback was like, yes, it's amazing. And then the people 
who really mattered were like not, it, I didn't feel like I had their approval. And that was very hard for me. So that it's, it's a very, um, but looking back, I'm like, oh my God, like if I could just trust my gut, you know, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to go here for like a year. It was like um, hitting me to, to do it. But yeah, so I, that's the thing I, I, the biggest thing I want to overcome is just asking people what they think. And, but I think that's a, as an artist too, you know, it's again, that self-doubt, but it drives me crazy. <laughs> drives <laughs> me crazy. Like, I think you've seen like how I, I write about it. I call yes. that part mm-hmm. Gertrude. Yes, that's it's right. Gertrude. That is Gertrude. <laughs> that, yeah. I saw you write about Gertrude as a matter of fact, which I like that. I like, and the power of naming what, whatever that is that you find is uncomfortable gives it less power. That's one of the biggest things you can do with anything is name whatever that thing is in front of you, whether it's fear, whether it's doubt, whatever it is, give it a name somehow. Because once it has a name, it's not even there. I know my doggy's on the screen. <laughs> oh, he's like, Dad. Yeah, I agree with you 100, 100%. That's why they have statistically when people call the suicide line, they feel better and they choose to stay safe because they've released it verbally, right? Yes. Like if Agreed. you just sit with it, it just, it, well, it's, it just, it just takes you down. Yeah. You Absolutely. implode. Yep. So, yeah. But I think with, again, it's all like, it's all a building upon that for so long. Yes, I, I hid, you know, like hiding from what people thought of me like the real me which is totally kooky and weird <laughs> and yeah but um, that i like that about you though thank you but it was you know i mean um because some people like if i'm talking to business people or businessmen or talk you know whatever yep mm-hmm. it'd be like you present a certain way and then when you open your mouth it's confusing <laughs> right oh yeah you absolutely know? So. But it's the stories we tell ourselves, though. And that's, yeah. that's at the basis of pretty much everything that we do in life, whether you're successful, is the stories you tell yourself. Absolutely. And yeah, that's why I knew you would be a, a fun guest on my podcast, because I could go down these deep dive kind of things. But we could also laugh because of, you know, Gertrude, for instance. I think while that's a serious, great way to handle something, it's still kind of comedic to a certain degree where you know from a you know I used to be in the entertainment industry used to be an artist been an actor been a producer writer whatever giving yourself that outlet to kind of sort of make fun of something about that is great because it actually gives it less power and then all of a sudden that person goes away and all of a sudden they're not part Gertrude's no longer a part of your life because you started trusting yourself Mm mm-hmm yeah, it really is interesting. And I think that's also the whole humorous thing of like, well, how much can we talk about these quote unquote taboo dark topics mm-hmm. and make fun, not make like make fun of it, make fun of ourselves, like, you know, like yeah. l- change the energy. Cause obviously when you're like in pain and you're having a serious conversation that vibe that emotion it it feels different than when you're like you're laughing at it right um yes and it can happen you know in an instant I had an experience here recently where I was crying 
I was so mad that something happened. And then I stopped and I was telling a friend and she started like crying, laughing. And I go, why are you laughing? This is horrible. And then I realized, oh, this is, this is terribly funny. (laughs) Like (laughs) I don't need to go down that rabbit hole of how painful it is. And why did I create this again? (laughs) Because that that's why I was crying. I was like, Oh my God, you know, but then I was like, Oh, well, okay. Okay. I write. So of course I'm going to create every situation possible to give me content and it's pain, but it's painful. (laughs) Most artists will tell you that though. A lot of artists will tell you that it's painful to write about a lot of that stuff, but it, um, I heard it on a podcast somewhere, but a lot of the people in the industry, if they didn't write it, they would go bonkers. And that's their, yeah. their therapy is writing or being a stand-up comic or being a producer even is therapy because I loved being a producer because it's me giving the tools to the people to do their job and getting out of their way and making sure they had what they needed. And I knew that they all had that self-doubt. so. I knew ways to elevate him because that's, that's my mm. gift to the world. I have that mm. gift. Mm. It's that's fun. amazing. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm blessed. Yeah. It's uh yeah. When you know that, when you know mm-hmm. your gift, right. And what mm-hmm. you have to offer. And it, it's like, there's nothing better than having purpose. Right. Right. And I think that's another reason, like when we get into despair and distress, it's like, we've lost sight of our mission and our purpose. It's like, what's that guy? He, um, it was in the concentration camp. Um, Victor Frankel. Yes. You know who that is? And he said, yeah, I know the name. It was man, man search of meaning. He wrote that book. Yep. And there was like a line that's super famous now is like, give man a why man must need, like, he needs a why to live. And yes. then he'll figure out how, right? Yes, that's that's everything though. For no matter yeah. what you have, you know what your why is. And what is your why? Because you literally left LA and all of a sudden I'm seeing you on Instagram. I'm like, what? She's in Paris now? How, how is that um, happening? If you can divulge well, that, if you can't, you yeah, can't, that's okay. I'd love to no, hear about I just, it. I, I felt like my soul was dying in LA. I mean, I just didn't feel creative. I felt just, um, I don't know. It was like a hole. I could just feel like I was sinking and sinking and I wasn't inspired. I wasn't learning and I have to learn. I have to be like, um, I have to learn. And that regard, like that was even pre COVID. So COVID, Mm -hmm. COVID didn't restrict me. I was like, whatever about that. But um, w- about a year ago, I got in an accident and I tore my hamstring off the bone. And so when I had surgery and I was laying on my back for six weeks, I just started like getting these visions of Paris. And then I was like, well, what am I going to do when I'm sitting here? I'm like, oh, I might as well learn French, you know, because I was just literally on my back. I couldn't move my leg for six weeks. And I started doing that every day, just online. And I was, it was making me feel alive. And I was like, you know, 
I need to follow my joy more and have more fun because I'm so serious. I'm trying so hard to get somewhere and the doors aren't opening. I have no joy in my life. And so I was going to come, I thought, you know, COVID kept getting pushed back. So that's, it was, I was going to come in March or April, whatever. And anyway, so finally it happened, but I can only be here for three months because I didn't get a visa in time, but I'm working on getting a visa now. So I'll go back to LA and then um, turn around and then stay probably at least six more months because I am seeing how I'm shifting internally and I'm looking at things so differently and it feels more me. I feel more me like this woman I've always felt is like right around the corner. I could feel myself just becoming her here and I don't know why, but sure we're going with it. And um, yeah. And I feel like if I go back right now, which I have to, but if I, I would just fall back into that space. Cause you know, it takes a long time mm-hmm. to like shift and create new patterns within the brain. And so um, that's, that's the plan. I mean, it's not, it's interesting too, because I remember right when I arrived, I'm like, Oh my God, this is gross. Like people love Paris. I'd never been here. I don't speak the language or anything. And I just remember kind of like freaking out in the sense of like what you see on TV, what you see on the movies. I'm like, this is dirty. This is like, I don't think this is like what I'm seeing on. There are certain areas that are beautiful, but you know, I didn't, yes, I lived in LA, but I lived outside in the Hills. Right. So I wasn't in the city. And, um, so it took about a good few weeks to like slide into, to it. And, um, and now I'm just like, you know, little things bring me such joy. Like getting, I took the Metro for the first time. I've never, Mm -hmm. ever in my life taken a, a subway or Metro. And I, I avoided it for the first month I was here somehow. Uh-huh. Oh, but, and, and so I was so proud of myself and I had such like this childlike wonder of like, oh my God, I took the Metro. And then I rode a bike around Paris, like, and that made me feel alive and just, you know, eating st- also, I, you know, just challenging everything that kept me captive within my mind in LA, I'm doing the opposite. It's a little extreme. I am overindulging in a lot of stuff, but I'm okay with it. Cause it has to, I have to go from like a control freak to like completely like letting go Wow! and see how, where I, where I land and trust that I'll land where I need to land. But you know, also something I've been writing about today, I was actually writing about this is um, how much like, okay, does culture really impact our belief system um, to think something is right versus wrong. Because all of a sudden, I don't think certain things like I was like black and white about. I'm just like, okay, maybe it is gray. Wait, oh, maybe I, maybe I don't even believe that. And I'm like, how just being in the energy of another culture, you know? And so it really makes me, that's what I'm kind of writing on now and looking at how influenced we are by our surroundings, by culture, by family, by, you know, whatever, and how hard it is to challenge that and to change it when you're in that energy, you know? Yeah. I think that would be a, a fascinating. And in the, in the writing space, like, especially with magazines, that's like a, a, a long form type of thing. I would love to read something like that. Cause I, 
you're so intellectual and so dang smart. I just think that would be cool to read just because I love your perspective because mm, you just, thank you. Well, in your comedy, you actually make us laugh, but make us think, which is what comedy can be for. Comedy can also be slapstick, you know, there's three stooges, but it also can be very cerebral and get you to think. And it mm -hmm. still can be funny. You can still walk away laughing, my gosh, I, but then you walk away and you think, wow, that's interesting. But you have that ability to kind of meld those two things together, the seriousness, mm -hmm. but also the comedy of it. Like the, your in-car therapy stuff is just so funny. Not everyone and, gets it though. I'm glad you get it. Oh, Cause a lot of oh, people are it. like, and it's funny cause I think more Europeans get me than Americans, by the way. And like they, they totally get my sense of humor. Americans don't, they think I'm mean, <laughs> and I'm, but here what? everyone, you know, what's so interesting. You know, that, that stereotype is. of French people being rude. I don't think yeah. anyone's rude. I don't think anyone's rude. And I'm like, maybe cause I'm an asshole. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know. I'm like, Oh, I found my tribe, you know? Yeah. But that's also a little bit, and this is going to be kind of a segue because I kind of want to get into what is your spiritual practice? Because you have changed your frequency from where you were in LA to where your frequency is about who you are and how you vibrate. What kind of spiritual practice do you have to man manage that or manifest that even? Um, I mean, the normal meditation, I meditate, okay. like, I used to be super strict about all that. I've been going through like, I'd call like a spiritual process awakening since my mid twenties. I'm 38 now, but like, I would say when I was like 25, I just started kind of like really and well, always when I was, no, no, I'm sorry. I always <laughs> felt life was meaningless. I always felt life was meaningless. Like what I was seeing outside. And I was always a super introvert and I am by nature introverted. Um, and I just, um, by in my mid twenties, every, all the noise really started to bother me, right? Like literally like noise bothered me. So I started turning off, like I wouldn't listen to the radio. I, I just stripped myself of like everything. I would do like meditation retreats. I've done all the ayahuasca's, all of that stuff, right? Like deep inquiry of self. And um, I think now, I mean, I really went at all that. And now it kind of, I would say about a year ago after I got in that accident or I tore my hamstring off the bone, I don't really feel like I have so much a spiritual practice anymore. Like, again, it's trying to not think it's, it's, it's challenging that I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I should, you know, I have, I had all these rules and I still kind of do. And I'm trying to challenge that now. It's very hard. It's like, you know, I'm in the pocket and then I get torn out and then I have to look at. So, so as much as I'm enjoying Paris, it's super confronting, like, um, because I'm in between two selves still trying to, trying to like go, okay, that self needs to die. And, but then the people you start, I really realize like how, how hard it is when like, you know, you really love certain people, your family or people closest to you and how hard it is to stay in a vibration. And then when this comes at you, you know, it's just like, oh my God. So 
I think right now my spiritual practice is just like not judging myself, being mm-hmm. okay with what is listening to my heart, like really being like, okay, this is what I want to do. But then that voice will be like, well, da, 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 you shouldn't. And then I, I try to do the opposite to tell my, to show myself it's okay, you know? And, um, so really it's not a spirit, like, it's not what, it's not this, like I'm sitting and meditating all day. I do probably meditate every day, either when I wake up or at night, 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. um, or do breathing, breathing exercises, but it's really just trying to be like present and, and being from my heart and, and enjoying and having as much fun as possible and telling myself I can actually I can actually be me and make money. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to thrive with my creativity. I don't want to fit into a box of like, this is on the side and you know what I mean? So it's, it's really flipping my brain right now. Like that's where I'm at. Yeah. And Does For that me, make that's sense? like, it makes a total amount of sense. I'm, I like to, I don't know. I'm trying to just say what I think because it's your higher self that you're going to. Mm-hmm. You, you went to Paris to kind of see what your higher self looks like. And now you're kind of this metamorphosis or you're, you're you know, the, you're the caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Really. Oh, it's interesting. You just reminded me. I was walking a few weeks ago and never in my life have I seen, I saw a a caterpillar on the ground moving, walking. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, that's a sign. And, and then I don't know if you saw my post, but that I had a dream two nights ago that literally my higher self was staring at me and I've never had anything like that happen. And I was so like, there was no words there's no words spoken. I just knew it. And the way she looked through me and I literally got so scared and I jumped out of the dream. And then I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, that's what you do. That's what you do in life. Oh my God. You know, like right when you're going to the next stage in anything, in anything and oh, you yeah. sabotage. <laughs> we, you know? I do. I know I do. It's, and it is that fight or flight thing and I'm going through it right now. So, uh, with, some of the stuff that's going on with me but and that's what I had that dream was so gosh I was I was jealous because I've never had that dream of my higher self I I see my higher self in my meditations mind you and I see also and this is corny to most people but to me this is I ride my bike to work because I don't have a car so I see this eight-year-old version of me and that eight-year-old version of me in this field it's always there cheering me on or giving me a message. I'll just get mm. to that field and I'm like, what's my message? And then it'll come. I love so that. I, but it's amazing. That's well, eight year when I was eight, that was when all, that was when the, probably the second biggest trauma in my life ever happened. So for my eight year old to be cheering me on is like looking at me as 56 going, you're doing it. You're doing it great. And I'm proud mm. of you, you know? Mm. But that dream, wow, I read that and I, I loved it. I loved that post. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. And, and 
I know the way you kind of wrote it, you were kind of like were mad that you ran away, but it, just find the joy in the fact that your higher self is trying to talk to you. Oh yeah, that's just how part of me writes, though. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm being, I'm always being a few different voices within my writing, right? But mm-hmm. Ashley knows that it's all good. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. I'm presenting that side of um, that's that, good. Yeah, though. like the humanity, the the thing. See, I think personally, I know with like people further along than me, or in any regard. I could never connect with certain people who just seem to have it all together because I couldn't see their, it was like, yeah, that's great. I want that. Right. But then there was this, um, this feeling of not feeling, um, relatable. You know what I mean? Okay. So Hmm. for me, it's like, okay, well, I don't, I never want to be like either like a life coach or anything, but it's, I know some like, I remember I met a life coach. She was my neighbor and she, they were taking money from so many people and they looked amazing. They were dressed to the nine all the time. Their communication was very precise. They knew how to communicate, right? Like, like what you're supposed to do. Fast forward then like a year or two and her, I became very good friends and you would never know they were going through, like he was abusive. They had no money. He was spent, you know what I mean? But this facade and I'm like, why do people do that? Like, why do you have to do that? Like, you know, I, I don't like, that's what I think like to me I'm fighting against is like never ever think like, Oh, I'm great. (laughs) You know? I give, I'll, I'll differ in that. Just I, I think you can think you're great, but also realize you have dark spots and that's okay. I agree with that. What I'm saying is I'll never try to be like, I know. There's certain oh. things I will be like, I know what I'm talking about. Like right. I would yeah. hold fact on like suicide. There's certain things right. where I think I'm an expert right. in it, right? Where I'd be like, right. no, m- this is my opinion. I'm not gonna make you wrong, but I will say, no, I think mm-hmm. I'm like, you know. Oh, okay. And yes. Um, Perfect. I like that. But yeah, there's, you know, you just there. I don't know. It's it. There's so many layers just, to the whole thing. And that goes so. back to kind of what you talked about at the beginning is we're not just one thing. We have yeah. all those layers. So we do have that critical voice. We do have that cheerleader voice and we do have these other voices and, and, you're trying to show the humanity of being all of those things. And I love that because that's what drew me to you and drew me to your comedy. It's why I wanted to screen your stuff because there was messages in it, but it, you weren't coming out and going, Hey, I'm sending a message about this, which annoys me because I, mm. you know, you know, I like just make art and then we can interpret that art to make it our own because we all have our own journey. That's mm-hmm. what's so great about but that's what I like about what you do is because how I interpret it's one way. Somebody else is going to interpret it another, but you like to show all those different kind of voices. And that helps us see all those different kind of voices in ourselves. Because as I said before, we're all mirrors. We're, mm-hmm. And that's the most beautiful thing about humanity. And Paris is mirroring back to you, your higher self. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, 
it's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's no short of interesting and it's, it's also like super lonely too. Like, you know, like you go through these feelings of like, oh my God, like, Mm-hmm. because there's such a time difference now I enjoy it but my phone wouldn't go ring until five here because everyone's sleeping you know mm-hmm. and so but I was busy this or that but then there's just like a lot of space to be with you and for some reason in LA I could figure out how to manage that but not so much here but it's 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 all good it's all it's all interesting. I'm actually going to dive in more here, I think, and looking at the mental health because I've been talking to a lot of people. I'm going to do a podcast here soon on cultural differences. I have a few people lined up and they don't, they really don't talk about mental health here. It's really about like from, this is the people I've spoken to a good, a good handful or more of like, it's really like how you're dressing, how you're perceived you know, and um, I want to look into like the suicide rates here too, because it's just not talked about. And um, did I tell you? No, I didn't tell you. But let me ask you your opinion. <laughs> Love it. Because you understand like what I'm doing. I wrote a year ago, year and a half ago, a dark comedy pilot on suicide. And because I wanted so desperately to talk about and help people. Um, but I was like, oh, people are not ready for this. And now fast forward, I'm like, okay, more people are ready. And then, um, um, but it's not about suicide. It's about, it's really about life, I would say, but it's like, from my perspective of being, it's like the office in the suicide crisis center, (laughs) you know, like the TV show, the office. Brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. though. so I'm just like, gosh, every TV show. Every TV show is about family. And I, you would be surprised because it, that's, that would be absolute. I mean, yeah, you're going to get a message out of it. But I personally think that would be wonderful television. And it would be, okay. it, to me, that would be, you know, something. I mean, your target audience is not going to be. You could probably write it for the over the air networks, but you could probably write it for Netflix, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, say I'm Netflix writing would right... be better, but yeah, I'm writing an article leeway. right now on suicide. Um, but then I, th- I don't know if you saw my one of my. He's in car. All my car, not all my car therapies, but he took his life a month ago. Oh. Joda. What? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Really? I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, that was that. So actually, this last week has been really hard for me, because I thought, I thought I was not like, yeah, I was like, okay. But it's so complicated. Because he was my roommate um, a few months ago, and I kicked him out because he crossed my boundary. And we've never spoken. It didn't end good, is what I'm saying. And so now it's hitting me where I'm like, what am I'm realizing what I'm learning. Here I know all this stuff about suicide. Okay, it's I know this stuff. But now I'm like, oh, oh, shit. This right. is what he was here to teach me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it's been, it's, which is another reason yeah. now I really want to get that show made because he was so excited about it. And um I think it's yeah. a brilliant concept, Ashley. I really do. I love that idea. And I 
kind of like it being shot like the office even mm -hmm. personally because yeah. they kind of broke the fourth wall but they didn't break the fourth wall mm -hmm. and that's what's so interesting about the office which i it took me a while to understand that because i thought <laughs> this is weird they're kind of talking into a camera and they're being interviewed but they're kind of breaking the fourth wall but they're really not it's kind of weird <laughs> but yeah 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 but yeah so that's kind of where i'm at now is documenting you. this journey and writing more and just trying to write more and get things start getting things made so you have a book in you somewhere oh for for sure yeah, <laughs> for sure i, I have a book so it's um yeah it's all good i know but that one of the to me in learning a little bit about you i'm you know we got to see each other a couple times at the uh screenings but really didn't get to know you i know you through your media but talking to you i love how you're not afraid to show all your facets of who you are and you're an introvert and that's hard to do as an introvert most introverts they're going to show you what they want they're not going to show and like i'm an ex i'm kind of an extrovert but i'm kind of an introvert i don't know i'm an extroverted introvert is what somebody told me i'm like oh okay but I can yeah and i'm the opposite i'm introvert right. extrovert i know i can be on mm -hmm. you know i'm on yeah but my nature is to be alone yeah you know so yes yeah. we have all those sides yeah and i like that you do that not only just with me here on my podcast but in your writing and what you in your content that you put together and it sounds like me you found your why yeah yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's my hope to everyone, right? Is like, yes, just find not even find your why. I think it's also first and foremost, really, like, dig deep and like, find who you are, find your voice, fight as hard as you can to have your voice. Because otherwise, it's like, you know, we all know like money is not really going to make us happy. It's going to make it easier. And trust me, I want to have a ton of money. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I right. want all that, but I want it the way I want it. You know what I mean? I want to create yep. it the way I want to create it. And I don't want to sell myself short and think, you know, I mean, especially after being on the suicide line and I'm talking to doctors, I'm talking to lawyers, partners and firms, miserable miserable right. oh hey i've made lots of money and i still was miserable so i get it but and money is not all of it it's nice to be comfortable but again i yeah you've got your wine you i do love that premise for that show absolutely i would watch that for sure <laughs> absolutely well, for thank sure thank you thank you i appreciate there's, that. there's a there's a you know I took a TV writing show at iOS when I first moved to LA back in 2015. And one thing they always told me about was, what's the five-year arc? And I always thought about that whenever I would write anything for TV. Cause, mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of out of it, but I've got a TV show that I'm working on. And I, I just, as I get inspired to work on it, I'll write down notes. I've got a, a journal and whatever, and I'll mm -hmm. just, I'll chicken scratch a bunch of notes and I've got some stuff in a word document, but 
I think you got something really personally, I think something very sellable. Mm, thank you. And, yeah, I feel it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I just, um, it's, it's, yeah. You know, when you're just like, yeah, there's something like, you know, how they say like when you yep. write, like, why you, why are you the one to write this? Why are you the one to sell this? Or, yep. And yep. I'm like, cause, because I, it's not, a, it's not, I'm a psychologist reading and understanding suicide because I promise you, I hear more authenticity than psychologists and therapists do. Do you know how many people tell me they lie to their therapists and psychologists? Well, you know? they, they usually tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I did so much research on the lines. I wrote notes. I wasn't supposed to. Terrible. Mm -hmm. um, but I always knew this is, it, this is bigger. This is bigger than just saving somebody today. Um, which is why I talk about people's stories, which some people think it's... Um, bridging confidentiality but I've never seen the people they don't know me and to me everyone's story can help somebody and that's why I do it Absolutely. not to like you know like that's that's how I see it so um yeah that's that's in the works and but I appreciate yeah your feedback a lot that's very kind of you I appreciate that and it's funny and it's interesting in what the universe gives me because I have a friend of mine who was in LA and she's packing right now and she manifested a move, literally a permanent move to Amsterdam. Mm, wow. Good for her. She was uh, the first person to talk to me about law of attraction when I was in LA and I remember exactly where I was. I was on third street, just down from the farmer's market and we were sitting there talking and I was going to what I consider was a breakup and she was just like, remember, just do this. And I'm like, Oh, the next day I just started listening to law of attraction stuff on YouTube for the entire day, mm. like not Good. nonstop. And I've been on that track ever since. And speaking of life coach, that's what I do. But, uh -huh. and I like being vulnerable and I like not showing that I like my picture on my website it's just me and my dog. I'm not in this fancy suit or whatever. Yeah, of so, course, of course. And I like showing that, you know, my behind the scenes is what you're going to get. You're not getting this, you know, perfect image. You're getting this behind the scenes person who's going through life the same way you are. I just got some ideas and ways to help you. Okay, and, I, and I know I can. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I love yeah. that. That's really great. Good for you. Because do you remember that Brene Brown vulnerability TED talk? That one always hit me, and that's it's like so good. I know it's one. I it's, it's a go-to for me. So and it's also kind of a mantra for me for my coaching practice and my podcast too. I learned so much about myself through my podcast, <laughs> right? And I'm sure you do too with yours. Yours, man, you you dive into some serious <laughs> stuff, and I love it. I love it. It's great content, and I enjoy it because you seem to get people to talk about stuff that's hard to talk about. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I went at it pretty vigorously for a good year. And then I was like, yep. Oh God, I need a break because it is my topics are, and I could handle it, but 
the challenging is it's not talking to somebody. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's all the shit you have to do otherwise, you know, I, cause I'm not, I don't have a team. I have an editor, but like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. And then I was tapped out. That's really why I had to leave LA. I was just tapped out on every level, mm-hmm. you know, of pushing and pushing. That's kind of how I felt with LA as well. I it was cost too much and I was tapped out. I'm like, all right, I packed everything in a van. My sister gave me some money to get the rent a moving mm-hmm. van and moved back, to, moved to Texas. It was cheaper. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Didn't have a job, didn't have a place to stay. Stayed in a hotel the first night, found a place to stay the next day, found a job a little bit later. Yeah, Literally. good for you. On a wing and a prayer, but I was tapped out, dude. Just like you, LA just burned me out. And yeah. I mean, it's a bad city. It's God, it's, that's it's one of the most beautiful energies I've ever seen, but this wasn't for me. And I love that you recognize that in yourself and you did it and now mm-hmm. you're seeing your higher self mm-hmm. yeah how cool is that crazy girl? that's yeah, awesome I'll... though yeah that is yeah. so awesome for you thank you well i appreciate it do you have anything else you want to talk about or you want to just wrap it up and let everybody know how to find you how to find your podcast all that stuff yeah thank you um yeah, I think we covered everything. Nothing else yeah, really to too. share. If anyone wants to connect with me, they can go um, to my Instagram, Ashley uh, D. Rivard. Mm-hmm. And uh, my podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play. And it's called Into the Dawn. And then I just started a podcast page with all the, all the podcasts on there um into the dawn podcast Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's about it or you go to my website ashleyrevard.com that talks a bit bit more about my suicide training background and um yeah but i would be happy to connect with anyone so thank you i appreciate you having me oh i appreciate it too and you're you know living in the most romantic city in the world so that's (laughs) awesome Yeah, I'm proud of you you. and I'm proud of you for being so transparent with me. Thank you. I appreciate that. And keep doing your work. I am. (laughs) This, this, this fulfills me more than anything else. I swear it's the coolest thing in the world for me is my podcast. Good. Awesome. Very cool. And I know I need to, I need to send you um, a picture. Yeah. We'll get all that figured out. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay, Kelly. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Ashley. Have a great day. You too.